the reasons, maybe I didn't pray enough, maybe I wasn't in church enough, maybe I wasn't serious with God enough, all of these different things I was saying. And my mum, this, my mum, we knew my mum was sick from, when was it? So she passed in June. So um, she was like April. Yeah. And then I followed her to the doctors and they were like, she was like, but she's got a sick, move it. Followed her to the doctors and they said, no, it's not cyst, it's cancer. Not only is it cancer, it's stage four. And yeah, like she, like she's only got, I don't remember them saying she's only got a little while to live, but apparently that's what they said. But I don't know if it was new, just like, doesn't even register. Yeah. And at the time, I think my faith was in that place, church all the time. So I know God's going to do it. Like, how can he not? Like, this is what, this is why I go church. No, like I go church so that I, when things happen, he's going to make sure everything's all right. So I think I didn't really listen to what the doctors were saying. I didn't take it seriously enough. I can't explain it. Yeah, she'll be fine. That like, she'll be fine. And then she traveled to a place called Honduras yeah. get um, like healing like I don't know if you heard of like, yeah I've heard like, of him huh I've, I've heard of Dr Shebi oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. a documentary about um 1985 and then you know what hot they killed him yeah oh yeah 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 I've heard of I've heard of um it was he was he like a um uh yeah, a healer I don't something it's I don't know, it's like a, I don't know, it's like it's just, I don't really know too much about him. I kinda only knew from like my mum. So at the time I was kinda telling her, I'll go but she got saved and I was like, Yeah, come to church. But obviously when you're on your like when you feel like you might die, I guess you wanna try everything because you just wanna get married that year. July so I think she just wanted to be okay so she went there but as far progressed the place and like I feel like more for people who may be in stage one okay stage two at most but she's all like she had her stomach was like big like a pregnant woman with fluid from like the cancer and stuff so she needed medical actual medical like attention and stuff so when she got there stuff that they had like hot baths and like these steam stuff and she just and the flight already took its toll on her body so they kind of said to her that they there's nothing they can do for her which I think probably just crushed her spirit and like she really thought that going there would help so on her way back she way back back she's gonna be fine but on her way back she died in Jamaica so she went through Jamaica to get back and then she passed there and yeah the same sort of thing of like processing that, that was I don't even know how I did to be honest I don't know <laughs> I don't know how exactly I processed everything because at the time I was just thinking this can't be real like you know I, I've seen it in movies and stuff but mm. I never had anyone close to me die so I was like like yeah, that was probably yeah the whole. Yeah. What year was that in? Two thousand and fifteen. Mum literally passed away twelve days after eighth of June, on the oh, same wow. year. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Eighth of June? No, it might have been the sixth. It was either the sixth. No, it was it was the sixth. I think it was the sixth in Jamaica, seventh here. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, wow. Yeah, same year. So it was like the day, what was the day apart? Yeah, 20, 20, 2015, it seems like it's been that kind of, I won't say the year where, where, where things changed for us, but yeah, the year where like, we, we literally lost our lost our mums. Like, and I don't know, it's weird because I, I always feel like, nah, this, this can never be me. Not in, in an arrogant way, but I just thought, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I haven't like, had an experience grief close to home like that, but I always thought like, okay, you know, Losing someone is probably something I'm gonna do when I get older. I don't. I never would have would have thought, like you know, I would. Yeah, I don't know. I would lose my mom, and I think losing my my mom was such a surprise because like she's always been like a fighter in terms of how she is. Like she had sickle cell, so I've kind of okay. seen her been in pain, um, always going in and out of hospital. But she's always when you look at her, you she don't you don't she just looks fine. She doesn't look like she's someone who's suffering. And that's the thing with sickle cell. It's not a thing where like you can literally tell someone who has sickle cell unless they tell you do you know what I mean yeah. it's that kind of illness but yeah she just always seems so that's why I always thought okay cool she's probably gonna be here for time and even then I thought sickle cell was I didn't even think it was something serious because she always yeah. seemed fine yeah. and like and then I think it was afterwards that I kind of learned okay like this is with sickle cell like you know you got you have um what they call it like the different like um genotypes obviously she's has sickle cell so uh, me and my, my siblings we've got the trait we don't have it but it's like so when it comes to like settling down that kind of stuff you've got to check with the person so you make sure you don't you don't you're not carrying the um, you're not kind of procreating with someone who has the either sickle cell or the trait because that can then potentially lead to you know your child having um, sickle cell yeah so all those things but yeah I just thought yeah listen mum's always going to be cool man and like yeah, it was mad because I remember two weeks before I spoke to her and I was like, yeah, um, everything's good over here in London. We're good. Like, yeah, just enjoy yourself. And then two weeks after, yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, she, she's gone. And I was like, well, this is, this is a bit mad. That, that was scary times, man, because I just, I was like, again, I, I didn't know what, what that, what, the, I didn't know that was grief. I, I didn't feel like I could express it or I just felt I, like, I was damned. Why, why is it, why is this happening to me? Like, like like I feel like this isn't how things are supposed to go but again it's that kind of you know when you see life and from through like a certain lens you think nah you're gonna everything's gonna be smooth you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna live to a full life and you know my mom's gonna live to a full life and then you know losing both press after years like yo that is that is that a test maybe I'm being tested or something maybe I don't know it's just like a you know yeah I just didn't know what it was I just felt like this is this is just too mad right now like and there's no one else that I know going through it. So as much as like I had friends who were like there to support, but you lot don't understand this right like, now. Some had lost one parent, you know, and I'm not saying that they weren't there to support, but I just feel like no one knows what this is, you know. And then a couple of months yeah, after we I met Ben, I was like, oh, okay, someone else who can understand it. But not to say that I I I crave that oh, I need someone who who who's been through loss as well, but it helps. Because you know yeah. you can relate to certain things, and and I don't know. I kind of felt like, oh, you know, like why is it? That, you know, whenever I'm hearing people complain about different things, they oh yeah, I'm like, bro, you still got you still got both parents. I know, like obviously people <laughs> have different relationships, but yeah, I don't my, don't like my mom right now. I don't like my parents. I'm like, listen, I don't want to judge, but I'm just saying, look, you've got both parents. That's what I'm saying, and, and I'm sure things. Be, I'm sure it's not bad. 
you know what I mean? I think I was, I was worse. Like, when it first happened, I used to think, like, people would come and complain to me about their parents, and I'd be like, you're being serious. Like, I'm like, listen, your mom's living. I always say that. And that's all, like, my friend, your mom, like, you only have one mom. You don't know what's going to happen. There's no, there's no one that can replace your mom. I think they kind of be like, all right, Cass. But I feel like everyone's problem seemed like there wasn't a, they weren't a, they, it wasn't a problem to me anymore. It was like, why are you complaining about this small thing? Like, I, that's how I used to feel like all the time. I'd be like, people would be complaining about their girlfriend. I'd be like, why are you complaining about that? Your mum and dad are still here. Be happy, okay? That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but obviously, like, yeah, that's the thing. You realize, listen, you, you appreciate things a lot more. Like, you appreciate people a lot more. And I wasn't never, like, you know, someone who's always been, oh, not appreciated. But, yeah, you just learn to appreciate and and i would say and i i, I think you can probably maybe relate like i would say it for me not to say that i was i was living crazy before that but i was like nah this is this is testing me this is testing me but also okay it's like this like i've gone through the worst that i didn't think i'll, I'll ever go through but at the same time i've got nothing to lose now in the sense where anything that i want to do I, I could just i should just do it now it doesn't mean that it's gonna happen but it's like the initial fear of, oh, I don't know if I can, like, okay, cool. What's the worst that can happen? You've, you've gone through the worst that can happen in, arguably, in, in, in your life, innit? Do you know what I mean? So it's like anything now, it's, like, it's nothing. It's, it's nothing. Like, like, although I say that, but I, I still have fears, but it's like yeah. that kind of energy, like, no, nah, you know what, yeah? I want, I, want to do, I want to do that. I can do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, like you, you had um, a similar thing where, like, okay, I can, I can, I can live life like out of the box now. Do you know what I mean? Like how how was that for you? Was you did you feel like that helped you through your your um through the grief, or did you just feel like yeah, you've always been confident in terms of like coming out of your comfort zone? Um, no, I wasn't confident at all before. I think I was so comfortable. Like I just my like how my life was. My I was comfortable with how my life was. I was in like a bubble. Before my mum passed, I was in this bubble of, like I said, I would be in church and I'd pray and everything's okay and my family's okay. And, like, it was kind of, that's how I kind of saw the world. Like, yeah, you know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm right. And I was, I don't know. I can't really explain it, but that's how I kind of saw things. And then when my mum passed, I was like, like, life is so short. And, like, the thing is, when my mum was alive, like, she was, what's the word for my mom <laughs> she was like she was like I don't even know how to explain like she was just she just went wherever the wind blew she just mm. didn't care like she was just I don't know if you describe it as like a she was like so hippie like she was like you know like she's yeah free spirit like she just was so and I used to be like can she just be an adult can she be a parent can she stop acting like a child that's how I used to feel like my mom and like she would like run up debts and like get evicted and then move like she just was like that but she'd go on holidays and she'd have fun and she was just carefree that's how my mom was and I used to always be like she needs to be more a mom she's an adult like she's over 50 like can she be more responsible but then when she passed I was like obviously I'm not gonna run up debts and all that stuff but it made me think that imagine she just spent the last like 10 years of her life trying to pay off debt um taking life too seriously like and then she just died mm. all the world she went on so many holidays she just had she just enjoyed her life and I think when she passed that's what I was like 
I want to take from her. I want to have that childlike attitude. And I just want to enjoy my life because you have one. And I don't say that in the sense of like being wild, but just in the sense of traveling, in the sense of doing whatever I want to do. If I want to do something, not letting it hold me back, not letting, you know, like, oh, yeah, but what ifs? Like, and that's when I climbed the mountain for the first time and when she passed. And it was like the day out climbed the mountain and then the day uh, the morning after it was her funeral so it was like that was I don't know my thing of when before she passed she used to be like um mom never used to complete anything so she'd start like a job then she'd quit the job she'd start a course and she'd quit the course and I kind of was following suit so I kind of was the same like I start something like the only thing I was consistent in was church and then I remember she was like you know us we never finish anything and I was like no <laughs> I'm not so when she passed that's what kept ringing in my head you know us we never finished it you know us we never finished and I was like no I'm gonna do something stuff and I'm gonna finish it and the mountain was my first thing but that was a really stupid idea because I'd never climbed, climbed the mountain before hadn't worked out I'd been eating Nando's <laughs> and yeah I just knew I liked to walk so I thought I like to walk though so <laughs> maybe it'll be easy but it was really hard but I did it so what, what um what mountain was it um, ben Nevis in Scotland. So it's like a three-day hike. It's the highest peak in Europe. So like a three-day hike and then up the mountain and then down the mountain. Three day, so, so, so it took you three days to climb, no, it's three days and then another an extra day to climb up and down the mountain. Yeah. So it was like, you did three days, but it wasn't like three days by itself. Three days that you do one day, go to bed. <laughs> two days oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then on the last day, you do the ascent of the mountain. That, that that must how long how long did that take you? I, I was <laughs> I was trying to think, I can't even remember. I think it's like I think it was like it's like six hours up the mountain. Six hours. And then it's like half the time back down, maybe even quicker. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's mad. Six okay. hours. Like, I did another mountain after that. That was like the first initial um one. Ben, so so Ben Nevis, and what, what was the second one you did? Second mine. I wish I could remember. It's gone from my mind. It's a volcano. It's in Italy. Like, and he was going to ask me that. I was trying to think. Is it called Swiss Alps? No. Oh. Mount. That's what it's called, yeah. Was it that good? worse, but I started that one halfway up. So they got halfway up, yeah. and then they was like, oh, you can go, you know, if we met them halfway. And then I was like, no. Then I was like, go on, meet Carl. And I was like, okay. And that was stupid. I nearly died. I thought pushed me up that mountain. I feel like I was getting climate. What's it called? What do they call it? Um, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Um can't remember the name. Ross Bright? No, I don't know. Was it was it the no, no, it wasn't that cold. It's like something you get higher, the altitude gets something like it gets thinner. So you're oh, really um is it uh uh, is it when you get um not seasick, but I don't I don't know I don't I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know the term. It's, it is basically like that. Push me up. Um, the last little bit of it, boy, because I was yeah, and I didn't I didn't get ready for it. I, and then but halfway up was basically the same as Ben Nevis. It was double, the, it's like double the size or something. 
Yeah, that, that's that's an extreme level of getting out of the comfort zone. But I don't even think I can even. Well, I, I say that, but I don't think I can even do my my climbing for what I was let alone let alone like six minutes or an hour an hour. That's a bit, but I, but I guess it, it's it's good to have that. Kind of, you know, just yeah, I've just been there, I've done it. You know, and yeah, it's one one of the record books. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And like it's um, but was was I was gonna ask as well was the um. The TED Talk, another thing you wanted to do as a result of your, of you know, coming at Comfort Zone, or was that something you always planned before your mum's passing? No, this is all after. All after because, um, do you know what it is? I always wanted to, like, um, but I started, like, I say I went to, uni- I went to college and then I went to university for, like, a year. And then complete my course, but I was doing television and film. Yeah. So my thing was to always be, like, behind the camera. Okay. So I never ever wanted to be in front of a camera necessarily, but I had, you know, like if you meet someone, like anyone that would meet would be like, oh, because someone like they know I'm like that, like oh, she's so creative, she should. They would say I should be in front of the camera, but I was so shy, and it wasn't shy. It was more like I don't know, it was like a, a fear of like oh, what people would think and all that stuff. So when I met Carl, Carl was very much in front of the camera. Yeah, he was that person, and I just supported. Like I'd just stand. I'd be like, yeah, and I didn't mind. I loved being outside. I didn't think, oh yeah, one day like I'd be in front of the camera if that makes sense. Yeah. And then when my mum, okay, then I started to do like little videos on Instagram, encouragements. So I would, I led the girls in my church. So I was very comfortable. Like I said, I was in my, very comfortable doing that, like leading girls in my church. And then I was like, oh, let me do it on Instagram and see how it goes. And then I thought, like, in my heart, I was always like, oh, I would love a YouTube channel. I would love to do stuff more forward-facing, but uh, it probably won't happen. So I never really spoke it to anybody. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and I was in, like, a girls' singing group. But, again, it was always something that was with people, and I was always more, like, shy and stuff like that. So yeah. when... My mum passed, I was like, yeah, like, this is, like, I've got, like I said, go for everything. And then I got married and the wedding went viral. So when the wedding went viral, I went from, like, 800 followers to 10,000. And it was like, this is my, like, it was, you know, like, when it's, I felt like God just gave me a platform. Yeah. I had always wanted one and then he just gave it to me then. And I did, I just felt like it was such wrong timing. I was like. Like, I haven't got anything to say because I'm still grieving. I was very much grieving. It had only been a year. And I think the first year, I don't know for you guys, but I feel like the first year it was like, it wasn't real properly yet. And I didn't, I don't know if I grieved right. I didn't allow myself to be sad that much. I didn't allow myself. Yeah, I just tried to hide it from the world, if that makes sense. So I would be like, yeah, I'm great and I'm good. and But I would be dying inside. So by the time the first year came around, it's like it hit me that yeah. my mum's gone. She's not coming back. And yeah, so it was, that's where the TED Talk kind of came from that. Like, oh, I've always wanted to speak. I've always wanted to share. And yeah, I applied. I didn't think I was going to get it. I remember I wrote like on Twitter, like maybe like six months before, uh, one day I'll do a TED talk, TEDx talk. And then six months later, I applied and I got it. And I was like, yes. Yeah, that's, see, that's what I'm saying. But are you sort of person when you, like, you know, some people have different methods when, when, it, when they want to achieve something. So some people tend to write it down, say one day I'm going to do this 
or some people but they, they don't write down are you sort of person you need to like have that kind of written manifestation to say yeah look so I, so you can kind of like write it down and then when you do it you can kind of say right i wrote this down like x amount of years ago and look what I mean, i've done it now like do you, do you do you like journal those sort of things or was it just a thing you wanted you just like tweeted one day randomly i journal now i did it before so i think i just you know like when you see people do that like yeah. i see people one day I'm gonna, I think I saw like crept from Crept and Curl and be like, one day I'm gonna earn a dessert shop. And then she showed that, oh look, I got so I was like, I'm gonna do that more. Like I'm just gonna start saying yeah. of what I wanna do. And then I just did it and then I, I apply, I even forgot. <laughs> I even forgot. Someone showed me. Someone showed me that I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. You say um um imposter syndrome played a bit of a role of um you starting a youtube channel for well even though it was a year would you say imposter syndrome kind of and not yeah. wanting to start that youtube yeah, channel I still, feel, I still feel like imposter syndrome plays a role i don't know i still i just have to you know like uh, what's the word like feel the fear and do it anyway i feel like imposter syndrome has been i read a book about it felt like it was really like trying to overtake my life if that makes sense I'd always be like oh no I can't oh no but I can't oh no it's because it's me oh no I don't I don't deserve to be in this room or they always say that about people that go viral in a way because of how fast it happens it almost feels like you shouldn't be there because it's like and then obviously my mom was from a wedding so it was like you know when people be like what do you do and I'm like <laughs> like I didn't yeah. I felt like I didn't have anything to say whereas other people be like yes I'm this person and I'd and I'd just be like so imposter syndrome definitely um, played a big part. That's, that's wrong. I think because kind of similar um, with um, obviously similar when it came to starting the podcast, I, I wasn't sure if if I would be the right person for this because I don't have the answers to grief for anyone because it's something that I'm still learning as I go along. And obviously I'm not going to have the answer six years later, because um, I think we kind of started this six years after 2015, because mm -hmm. um, it was a bit too, too early, because I was still going through the experience. It wasn't really the right timing. But let me go out there with Jermaine and share our story and see if anyone could relate as well. Yeah. And, you know, I think it will come those people will gravitate to, to you um, naturally. So, yeah. Yeah, like. I've learned, I don't know, I've learned through doing all that I do, that especially sharing your truth, I think that's one thing I do a lot of, and I've done a lot since, um, I don't know, getting the platform on Instagram and having followers and stuff. I feel like, the people, right, like you said, the right people will gravitate towards it, and I don't think there's ever a right time. Like you're never a scholar. I don't. I don't know. You just it's it's like you learn as you go and you share as you go along. Like I've heard people that have written books and been like, there's parts in the book that don't make no sense um, of what they said, maybe around marriage or raising children, and then ten years later something different happened, but it's still relevant in at a period of time or for a person so yeah i think whatever it is you should still share and just do do regardless mm. 
Yeah, that, that, and I think that's that's true. Even with, with someone like you, because you, because it's funny you say that you never thought you would be um, comfortable in uh, in front of the camera. But it, it seems like you you that you're just you're just a natural in the camera. So I feel like you've just been it's like second nature. Obviously, maybe that makes that's something you kind of developed, or I don't know. Like would you say, it's, it's something you've you've managed to just like um, uh, get better at over time. Um. I think it was me. I think it na- it's naturally been me. And I think, like I said, I think I was just, it's imposter, imposter syndrome and stuff that had me feeling like I shouldn't or I don't deserve to do it or I'm not good enough. But I feel like everyone says, oh, you just, but to me, in my head, as I said, even when I was doing my TEDx talk, for example, when I was doing it, in my head, my head, my thoughts were going 10 miles an hour. I was so scared, like I nearly vomited before I went on. And to me, it sounded like I was just talking gibberish. So when I got off, I was like, that was so rubbish. Like, that's how I felt. And then when I heard it back, I was like, oh, the people can't even hear my thoughts. <laughs> like, they really can't. It's just me that can hear that rubbish that's going through my head. But I heard, I was like, oh, my God, I spoke eloquently. And I think it was those things that made me realise, oh, no, you can do. Like, when I would hear myself back and be like, that's good. That was good. It's like, yeah, well done. And then it would kind of encourage me to keep going. And other people as well, people being like, thank you. You know, when you share something and sometimes you think, what the heck did I just say? And then someone says to you, that changed my life or yeah, that's yeah. And especially when it comes to these topics, like you, you could literally be saving someone's like grief is a lot. Like the feeling, the like how it feels when you're going through grief, it feels like Sometimes you feel like, oh, maybe I can't get through this. This is too much. And like you said, people don't understand what I'm feeling. A lot of people don't get it, especially if they haven't gone through it. So I feel like when people hear something like this, whether or not it's perfect, it's like they just still resonate with it. And it's like, thank you. Like So all of those things where it's like, I nearly killed myself, Cass, and listening to your TED Talk, I didn't. It's like, why would I not ever do that, even if it... I'm scared. Like, why would I never, why wouldn't I share? I have to share. That's how I always feel when it comes to it. Mm, yeah, that, I think that's a, that's a powerful thing. Sometimes we're all guilty. With anything, any big thing, there's always going to be like a, a a balanced level of nerves. But sometimes it's like trying to make sure it's not it's not too much and it's, you're not overthinking. Because I think with me, my my issue sometimes is, and I, and I think I'm, I'm going to bring this up in my therapy, like is the overthinking too much. Mm. Sometimes little things, and sometimes like I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be great, but then oh, well, what if this doesn't? What if this happens? That happens, you know. Just so many different things, and like like what with Ben said, like I had the same thing when we started the podcast. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know if people are gonna listen to want to listen to grief because it's like it's it's not a popular topic, you know. What I mean, I, I don't know what what people can kind of um, I don't know, like I would say get from it. I don't know. I just feel like grief is something that. It's, it's quite sensitive, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't. How can I sustain this in a in a podcast? Like, what's that? We're gonna what are people gonna gonna get from this? But then we just thought, you know what? Like, we have to just start. At the end of the day, it's our it's our experience, and all we can do is share our experience. And there's, we're not out here saying we're, we're, we're like we're like um, experts in this or this. How you must grieve, you know? This this follow these steps step by step. But we're just literally just like yeah, sharing our story and. And to our surprise, literally, there was so much like support from people. I would say we were in the group community as well, and and through it, we've we've met so many people that we've 
we've um we've inter- we've um had on a podcast like people who are just literally showing us mad love and we're thinking that oh, this is this is I didn't we didn't really expect this and I know it's the cliche thing but we genuinely didn't expect it like I think that's the beauty of it though I think when you don't expect it and then it happens and like you're saying that like you might not be an expert but you can't I don't can you be an expert in grief mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> mm. I don't think you can to be honest I don't think you can really be an expert because grief is very universal, so it can't just be to death. It can be to losing a job or dog or business. I don't know if if there is an expert in grief, then what did you mean? I think it paused there a bit. Okay. Okay. Um, Can 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 you hear me? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you, yeah. Yeah. I heard what you were saying, saying about, yeah, I just think, even what you're saying now, I would meet, my, my, the year before my mum died, my friend's mum died of the exact same cancer. So she had gone through it a year before me. And I remember going to like her mum dying and then feeling so sorry for her, going to the hospital, going to like the funeral and everything. And then maybe like say a month after the funeral, I was like, yeah, well, she you know, it's happened and like, I'm sure she'll just get on with it. Like, I didn't, I didn't understand the fact that, you know, like you will hear someone talk about, oh yeah, six years later and someone would probably be thinking, oh, but it's six whole years. But I know to me personally that it's only got harder as the years have gone by. It didn't, the first year probably was the easiest in terms of understanding that she was gone. And then as time has gone by, the sixth year is like, oh my God, she's really not here for certain experiences. So I don't know. I feel like, yeah, you just everyone is literally so different. I was talking to some ladies who lost who have lost children. I was hosting an event, and then the lady was like, "She hates when people say you're strong," but I liked when people said I was strong. So it was just like this is with grief. You can't put your like, yeah, you can have your journey, and then someone else is gonna have their journey, and some. Sometimes and a lot of time, which is good, you can find similarities, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can be an expert as such. Yeah, that, that's 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 what um because I remember a conversation one time I had with my friend um because I think it was so this year um I think it was Father's Day Father's Day this year so prior to we had um this journalist who kind of reached out to us for like a um. A quote for article she was doing um for um Sunday Times. Yeah, Sun, Sunday Sunday Times Star magazine. Yeah. She, she was writing an article. And um I remember obviously we, we gave her a few quotes and stuff. I remember when it came out, I remember going going to the um to the shop to literally go buy the article and just see the article that came out. And I was like, Yeah, this is was like an, a, a good moment, exciting moment. And I remember talking to one of my friends, I was like, Oh yeah, I will tell him that basically I've got published in the article. And it's like, yeah. It's, it's good, man. I feel like you're you're an expert on, on grief. I was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm just I'm not an expert. But he's like, like, listen, you need to kind of like understand that like what you're doing is like it's getting recognition. But I was just like, no, nah, we're not we're not experts. I'm just sharing our story. So I feel like in a way, yeah, I don't think you can be an expert, but there can be like power in in sharing your story and also like and, and that and I can, so I can kind of see why people might think. Um, you know, someone's expert because, like, maybe your your story is maybe inspiring others. So it may seem like you're the that go to person, person that yeah. 
topic, but literally, like, and maybe it's just myself downplaying things, but literally, it's just that. It's just our story, and mm-hmm. we're hoping that it can help other people, you know. Um, yeah, but we never, we never say that, oh, you know, we we not have all the answers, you know, we, like because it's that that would be just it'd be it'd be silly to say that, do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think it's just about just learning to like, you know, accept your truth and is your truth. So again, that does kind of help with the imposter syndrome because I'm not out here like reading facts from or telling lies about something. This is just my yeah. story. So yeah, you can't get your story wrong, and that's what's amazing. Yeah, exactly. You can't. You can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think it's it's just that like and. Just trying to gain gain confidence again because I feel like with grief, I won't I won't say like I was someone who's always um well tell you that now I would say a bit like had a bit of self-esteem issues. Um so I feel like when I lost my like my parents, I thought now this is it. Like there's no coming back from this. Like, cause what am I gonna do now? How am I gonna function now? Like I remember the, the exact same day, like it was yesterday, when I heard them these were my mom, I was like, I was going, I was I was like wilding out. I was like on my days, like, life is done, my life is over, like, my sister, she's going to calm me down, I was just like, and the thing is, she's never, she's never seen me like that before, it's just, because like, obviously with grief, it brings up a next side to you, like, yeah, I don't even yeah. imagine, I'm, I'm just there crying, I'm like, when I look, I'm like, yo, I was we out there on the floor, just crying, like, like, a... I was on the floor, I was, my eye was, <laughs> I was, I was, crying. I was, but, so I understand, I, I thought like, that life was, oh, I was like, what, there's no life after this? Yeah. So that's why I think, Maybe for us, we have moving forward is a bit different because I'm like, I lost my whole mum. Like, that was, like, I literally, if someone said to me, oh, you'll be fine, back then I was like, there's, I'm, I'm never going to be the same. Yeah. And I'm not the same. I'm not the same. I can say that. But I really thought I'm, like, I'm never going to be happy again. Like, I'm never going to smile properly again. I'm never going to feel, and I, so the fact that I did, and I've had happy moments. I'm like, I don't know what, not that I, I'm not wishing anything on myself, God, please. Cause I don't God forbid, God forbid. But yeah, but like, I just feel like my strength, I've got a different sort of strength now. I don't know. Mm, yeah, and, and, and that's and that's why I felt like, cause at the time I, I didn't, I couldn't see it. Cause I'm, cause you, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the grief. So I couldn't yeah. see a way past, but even just like, for me, like, I mean, that first year was, was tough. That first year was like, yo, this is going to be hard to adjust to this. But then, you know, as year two goes by, year three goes by, I'm like, yo, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm living again. And not, not only just that, it's not, I'm, I'm actually like proper laughing again. It's not just a thing of like, I'm, I'm trying to f- fake it. So no, I'm, I'm actually living. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm proving to myself that, yo, there's, there's kind of like, you know, there's, there's still a way up the way I, I can be myself again i know i'm not the same like you said in that regards but i can still be like i don't know how to explain it but i don't know i still feel happy again basically do you know, mm-hmm. you know what i mean and, I and that's the thing like you, you feel like and i think for me because it was both parents I was like yo this is this is mad like am, am i orphan now like i'm you know, i'm trying to you know like i don't know i just, I just get i just was like an anxious moment i just felt like a uh this sense of loneliness because I felt like as I said to you earlier, no one, no one knows what I'm going through because it's just it's just me. Like everyone else got their parents. And don't, don't get me wrong, it's fine. I'm happy about that. But I just felt like I wish I had that. Why is it that I'm the only one in my circle of friends who's going through this? You know, everyone else is like, what what did I do that was so bad? But again, that's just the self-pity and the, you know, just the 
the loneliness kind of seeping in. But after a while, like, no, nah, listen, I, I can, I'm really doing, I'm really doing this, do you know what I'm trying to say? And, and sometimes, like we always say on the pod, that like, you got to give people their flowers, but you also give yourself your own flowers as well, man. You got, you've got, oh gosh, I definitely be giving me my own flowers, bro. You have to give yourself your own flowers. Um, and even what you were saying earlier about like grief, grief doesn't just have to be when you lose someone. Because even me, my marriage breakdown, I felt like I grieved all yeah. over again with that. Yeah. And that was again another hard. Um, I felt, see what you said about feeling alone. I feel like when my mum died, I still had, I was still married, I was engaged. So I felt like I still had that. When my marriage broke down, I felt like, yeah, that's it. I have nothing and no one. But yeah, I feel like when you start to therapy, I heard you talk about therapy. Therapy is a game changer. Um, really helped me like realize that I'm just going through something as well, that I'm just going through it. But that was again the feeling of like, I'm alone, I'm alone. And then yeah, so I completely understand that feeling of. Who do I have? Like I'm by myself, type of feeling. Yeah, and and that's what you said. That literally, because essentially, I know like with grief, although it's hard, but you're literally going through something. But at that moment, in time you feel like this. This is my whole life. This is this is <laughs> it. it. Like the, I can't even see. It's weird. Yeah, and and that's the feeling of everything. Because even like I'll be honest, like even obviously losing my parents was hard. I remember that. Um, uh, like my, my my partner at the time, I was like, okay, cool, I, I'm cool because I've got I've got someone there, so my grief will be it should be it should be fine because there's someone there like who can help me get rid of the grief, but it don't work like that. It's not as, much, like as, as much as it's, yeah, she would she was supportive of me at the time. Yeah, like, I'll never I never I never like you know say a bad word, but it's not it's not her job. It wasn't her job to remove my grief in it. It's it's, it's me. I think that's the hardest thing to go through is yeah. that you realize that it's not anyone else's job. Like, I feel like I was always looking for someone like, like who's going to take this? Like, who's going to take this weight and then it'll be better? Like, I don't know. And I couldn't ever find anyone. And I think that's the moment even where my faith changed because I started to look to, like, I couldn't get it from people. I think yeah, I was yeah, like, oh yeah, this person, or if I'm feeling sad, this person will help. Or if I'm feeling lonely, this person. And then when you go through grief, you're like, where's anyone and everyone could be right there like sitting right next to you but you still feel like well I still felt like there was I was alone so yeah mm-hmm. and it's almost that thing of like at the time okay listen I, I know I'm going through but I've got someone there that's so I, so I was so fixated on that like okay I've got someone there to get through the group and then when we um when we we split up I was like this is grief all over again I'm like yo this is mad I was like, the one, it's like the one person I thought I, I thought was a sure thing. Like, listen, I know I lost my mom, but this, this is this this pressure right there is I'm good. And I was like, yo, again, I'm, I can't. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm comparing it to you, but I would say like it was similar in the sense where like I was mourning like, yo, I'm I'm mourning someone that yeah they're alive, but it's like I'm mourning what could have been. I would go through grief again but I did and I was so shocked I was like what the heck but I think what helped in that situation again is the fact that I knew that I got I didn't get over because you don't get over but I got through it so I was like I'm gonna get through this and I think it also given it's given me the the feeling of I don't ever want to be in a place where I'm unhappy because 
life's too short. So yeah, if, you, yeah. if I feel unhappy, this is something. Yeah, I can't. I can't be there for too long because this mm. life. Is, yeah, it's short, so yeah. Yeah, and that's true, and that's why I agree with what you're saying, because I feel like, when I look back at that time, yeah, it was maybe, it was a bit of, um, I won't say childish thinking, but obviously, you know, you, you live and learn in it, like, I didn't, I just, I just thought, okay, this is, other people can help me through, through you know, like, even now, like, as much as, you know, like, one thing I'm, I'm, I'm learning is that I can't put my happiness or into other people, like, I, I can be happy with, yeah, because I have people, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like for, for me anyway, it was dangerous to kind of start because the minute that happiness is kind of um, that that thing is over, then I'm not happy again, and that, and that's that's what it was with my relationship. My 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 life was that person, and, and I thought, okay, this relationship is everything. So never mind, and everything to the point where this is what's going to help me through the grief. Mm-hmm. But when that's gone now, you're like, okay, I'm sad now. But again, you're still going to feel sad in, when it, when these things happen. But I feel like. Don't put happiness in, into things other people. Easier said than done, but trust me, I think that for me, that road is, is is the road where literally things can get so slippery to the point where like you don't yeah, even have to, have to put yourself back up again, isn't it? In one basket. Mm, exactly. Like, obviously, um, I think with with that grief as well, I think it's important to have a, a support system as well and to um look after yourself because obviously you don't want um your mind to affect the way you see things because obviously we talk about time management but we don't talk much enough of mind management and learning how to deal with your thoughts the right way because um there's an interesting woman called um dr caroline leaf uh, Leaf. i'm reading a book moment about cleaning up your mental mess and um she's a speech performer pathologist and neurologist so she just talks about the mind and how it affects the body mind and so and so and um yeah i'm reading a book at the moment and it's really really interesting you know what she talks about and um yeah i think it's just educating yourself on like this um grief as well and um mental health all, all those things help a lot no, a hundred percent. I think yeah. people don't talk about the mind. You can't really see when the mind, the mind's in pain, if that makes sense. And I think that's the hardest yeah. part. And I, even in grief, because a lot of times people, even the day my mum passed, I was smiling at a point. Like someone was in the house and I think I was laughing, my friends were all there. And then it got too much, so I went to bed to sleep and then they were all laughing in the living room. But it's because obviously I was just laughing. So to them, it's like, I'm okay. But in my mind, I wasn't okay. I was just, just so it's like I think what you were saying about um, having the right support system and having people that are, are are can. I think knowing the difference between because another thing that happens, I feel like I don't know about you guys, but is people are around you, especially when someone first dies for maybe like the first two, three weeks, like they're there every day. And then there's a point, and that could be longer, could be less, that people now go home. Yeah. I think it's understanding that having that support, but also, like you said, not not putting your happiness in that, and not rely like thinking that that's what's gonna see you through. It's like having that support that you can call on a friend, that someone can be there for you, that um, you've got people that around you that care, but not thinking that um, being under understanding that things can happen in their life, understanding that 
maybe someone you break up with someone or they're not going to be around and being not okay with that but yeah being okay with that I guess yeah like it's, it's, it's hard it's a hard thing to kind of when you have to um you know as they say like, like um, unpack yourself and realize you know okay really like because you, you, you can't front with yourself as much as you can put up a, a, a facade of a, other people but you can't front with your true your true feelings and, and how your mind's really feeling about your, your own state of your mental health and I feel like for me it was kind of like what was hard was like for the first few years I was trying to like being I was like been in denial with a lot of things and after a while okay you know I'm, I'm learning like so I feel like probably not only probably until like I would say last year where I'm starting to like proper learn more about okay what what is it that I'm really feeling how am I, how am I with my grief because you can't you can't front with yourself do you know what I mean you can do up a you know you can be in a space where you, you're pretending so I feel like having that kind of um check-in with myself and understanding where I'm really like, kind of allowed me to be in a place where I can even you know like have a chat with Ben to say Look, let's start this podcast and talk to people because I feel like you need to be in that right mind frame as well and it like there's times maybe you know when a few, maybe a few rare few occasions where like my mind is elsewhere but for the most part like you know you have to be in it and sometimes as well like yeah just about being honest listen you know like I, I can't do this alone I need help um you know I, I was always kind of like nah you know I'm I don't want to bother friends and things like that because they got their own mess and I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm oh like are you still talking you still you still talking about your, your mom you're talking about your, your parents maybe you need to get some help but it's not it's not it's not that I need help but it's just that sorry it's not that that talking about them frequently means that I need help it's just that that's just the nature of grief and you never stop talking about them you never it doesn't grief doesn't just go because they're now buried you know what I mean so like I need to be able to have spaces where I can talk about it freely without it being seen as oh yeah you need to you still need help because you're still yeah Yeah, do you know what I mean and I feel like not a lot of people get that some people might say, oh, you know, she'll, they'll want you to be happy. You know, just, you know, just enjoy yourself. And yeah. that's true to an extent, but sometimes, listen, man, like, I, this is what, like, I can never stop talking about my, my parents. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think, I think that's such a, because I follow, like, a few, like, grief Instagrams and stuff. And there was one, like, when I first went through it, like I said, I didn't, I couldn't find anything like that, really. Um, And then I found this maybe, like, last year. And then it's like, say, over it but kind of get over it and like when are you gonna stop like like it's not every like say if I post something and I'm like oh my mom or I feel sad about my mom today and then I'll get like a hundred messages of like you know you just be strong it's like but it's like it's not really I know it's not like a strong fit it's just talking about it helps it's mm. not like I needed like I need someone to be like oh it's okay it's not about that it's just me sharing yeah what I go through probably every day I don't share it all the time but it's like I feel like, yeah, like you said, it's a part of grief. Like, I don't want to stop talking about my mum. I don't want to stop talking about... I love. That's why even when you ask me to do this, I love talking about it. I love talking about what I went through because it helps me and I think it helps others. So mm. a safe space to talk about it and people not being like... Um, sometimes people always ask me, like, how should you deal with someone who's going through grief? And I feel like it's kind of just being there and allowing them to just be. Not trying to, like, patch it, but just allowing them to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, do you think that's? Do you think that's? Oh no, no, go, go on, Ben. Oh, yeah. oh, do you think that's the reason why people tend to keep the issues with grief to themselves rather than to? 
that they might get judged or that they're being or that they're asking for too much. Yeah, I do. Um, I had an experience of it, like with a friend that was like, you know, I'm looking for attention by talking to my mum. But, you know, like at first I was upset, like, oh, how could she say that? And like, then I realised that, mm, I understand. Like when you actually have, a, it's a very, unless you're that empath- empathetic, it's hard to understand that a person keeps talking about it. It's like, but what, like, I don't know, maybe to her, it's like, why does she keep talking about it over and over and over again? But yeah, I feel like a lot of people inwardly and I think that's probably like a really dangerous thing to do and that's why even therapy because your friends might not be able to hear it all the time but like your therapist you pay her to listen to everything Mm. so (laughs) if that's all him so yeah I feel like that's definitely a reason why people sometimes don't open up about grief or how they're feeling um because they're scared that someone might feel like they're just talking too much or Speaking of, oh, like, again, what we were saying, it's been this amount of years. Like, when are you going to get on with it? And even sometimes when I feel like we do speak about grief, it's not always in a sad way. It's just sometimes, like, about how you're feeling. And I don't know if everyone always understands that who hasn't gone through it personally. Yeah, but that's that's a bit mad to say, like, what you're, you're seeking attention, though. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that was a bit mad. <laughs> <laughs> it was really Someone bad. Might, might take it the wrong way, though. So they might misinterpret the the what they're saying as getting yeah. attention. Yeah, I think, like I said, I I sat with it for a while. I'm like that. I think I'm more um, now. I have more grace for people. My mom died, so I think I understand, especially because I don't feel like I understood people's grief. So I understand that maybe people just don't understand like that. Even if I was like doing backflips in through Croydon, like that would be fine because grief is a lot. Like it's a lot. So if you how you deal with it. I'm not saying go crazy, but how you deal with it, like you're trying your best. So so some it might be like, that's a bit too much, but to you. Yeah, like like even um there was something that we spoke about uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like I was this, I don't know if you if you saw on Instagram like this um she I don't know if she's an influencer. I think so, but she like in America she lost her um her dad, and I think she um basically was posing in front of his coffin. She didn't show his like face, but she was posing in front of the coffin, and people were like, "Wow, like why are you you you're doing the most." Why, why are you wearing that? It was, it was like a, a, a like a black dress and just posing, like, you know, and... Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and people were just like, you're doing the most because it's like, it's not normal to post in front of a coffin, like, and, but that's this is the thing, like, it may not be, I mean, some people might say that's a bit, but that's how she's grieving, isn't it? It's like, who are we to kind of criticise, you know, what, what she's doing? Like, that's, 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 how, that's how she wants to honour her dad, then let, let her do it. And that's what I now I understand. I kind of let, when it comes to, that's what I'm saying. I, I remember a lady came into the bank and I used to work in the bank and she was like talking to herself, crying and talking to herself. And then she came to my till and she was like, oh, she wants to say this to my mom. Oh, is everything okay? She was like, I just lost my dad. I lost my dad. And she was like, her dad was like, she's like, maybe she's, I'll say she's about four. Early, no, okay, uh, late. She was like 30, she was like her late 30s, early 40s. And she was like, her dad was like 70 or something, 70 plus. And in my head, I was thinking about her dad's older though. 
even though Semi is still not old. I was like, her dad's older. And then this is like before, I think it was before I lost my mum. And then she was like, like obviously very, really emotional and stuff like that. And I just realised that every, like, when I was my mum, I was like, I didn't go, I didn't, I don't feel like men in me. It didn't affect my mental health to that extent where now I'm talking to myself. But I, it made me understand and have, some people go for it and look like they can't even function. So sometimes, you know, when you see someone, it's like, oh, why are they acting? Like, however anyone chooses to let them express how they want to express, because if you keep it in, I feel like sometimes that can lead to really, like, serious mental health. So you can't really tell someone how they should grieve, especially when it's their parent. You can't say, oh, you can't take a picture. You can do what you want. That's what I feel like. Yeah, like, but one thing I, I'm, I feel like I'm realising, I feel like it's not so much people telling people how to grieve. I think people... I just know, people want people to grieve in a certain way. Yeah. So 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 like, it's all good if you if you do if you if you do the standard thing of like you know you pay condolences to someone and they they show pictures of the funeral. But if if it's something that's that's a bit different, oh no, you can't do that. So it's not, it's not so it's even more cheeky because you're not you're telling people okay now nah, you can't this is how you must yeah. grieve. You, mind you, you haven't even been through it, but this is what you need. This is how you need to follow it. Like and and I think some of it maybe does come from like you know certain traditions and stuff. You know, like certain people. Um, or even custom cultures like it's people different in different ways in it like um i just remember for me like in african culture they always do this thing where well not all african cultures but like, i remember when my dad passed a lot of the people back back home were like no nah, listen you're the man man you can't be crying you don't you gotta be strong da, 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 da. And, and i and i get it because for them, say that. for them it's like that's what you know you know we don't really express emotion like that we've got to be kind of like kind of yeah just silent kind of thing but nah man listen like i, I, I was i was a mess like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna front you know what i mean but that's just yeah like everyone have to go let his emotions out you can't you can't like like keep it in do you know what i mean 100 percent. i feel like keeping it in is i think i did that for the first year i feel like i just kind of like wore this strong don't get me wrong I broke down and stuff and how I felt inwardly but I tried to wear this because I was going to church and I was like I was trying to be that like you know God is able like he'll see you and it's true but even the Bible says that there's a time for grieving so uh, I, I feel like people wasn't allowing me to grieve for the first year and then after that it was kind of like all right Cass like you can't keep using that as an excuse if that makes sense of like why you're sad or and I did used to feel like I can't sad like I can't say it because if I say it people are going to think I need some sort of help or like I'm emotionally unstable and I never wanted to seem like that but I knew that it wasn't nothing to do with that it was just I'm just still going through the process so when I did find like I said the why this is so important when I did find like Instagram accounts and different things I was like and people would be like yeah grief isn't a one-day thing or it's not like 10 years later you can still feel this pain of it I was like oh okay I'm not alone I'm not the only person that's still grieving or this is not silly for me to be grieving I don't have to hold it in and I can also give somewhere for loved ones to um see that you know this is normal what I'm doing well how I'm feeling is normal and give them advice on actually how to be around me when I'm going through that so yeah yeah definitely like but what apart from like the counseling like, what other things would you say that's helped you with your grief and mental health um 
Sharon, 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 having other people tell me that they're going through the same thing. Um, doing things um, that helped a lot, especially in the beginning, like stepping out of my comfort zone and um, like the climbing of the mountain and um, completing certain things. It's like that was that was really helpful. Um, the first like year and stuff and also having supportive like we've been talking about having supportive people around me um that understood um some that had gone through grief themselves and others that just were really empathetic just understanding to be like they how to be there I think that helped a lot when there was times um where I was really low and I think it also brought me closer to family members like my siblings I don't feel like we was as close as we were until my mum passed because it was like we had something that we shared yeah. in common and it really brought us together and understanding also like family and stuff like that. So yeah, I definitely think that reading, reading, um, listening to uplifting, like I listen, to, I watch a lot of like TED Talks anyway, um, literally watch like motivational stuff that like encourages you to be the best you. I think that really helped and coming across different people that have gone through grief that's helped me a lot because I feel like speaking to people that have gone not alone in my feelings emotions and um also just having people that I can like like I said maybe I'm going through something and if I call a friend they might not understand what I'm talking about but if I call someone that's gone through it they're like Cassis I understand like they get it that feeling yeah so mm. that's yeah definitely and, and I think that like what you're saying is it, it kind of alludes to like having this community of obviously friends but also the community of of people within grief as well like because you just like you're they they just get it so it's like you feel like you can have people to turn to even if people you haven't even met for like you've known for so long or you but you know that kind of intimate feeling about them that kind of allows you to develop a, like a, a, a I won't say connection but like some sort of of a relationship with them do you know what I mean and, and I think that is like quite a beautiful thing to kind of have because you're just not alone with it and obviously not everyone may, may, may understand what you're going through entirely but at least there's people a community that like you, can, you can reach out to for support comfort and yeah just just help man because I, I always say that I feel like with grief you, you can't you can't do it alone man like you can't the support is needed and you know, I mean there's only so much you can do do you know what I mean I feel like you know, thinking that yes, I can I can handle this because I'm you know I've always been strong. Nah, like and and, and that's the thing you said that you don't mind people calling you strong, but I'm sure like, you know, have you ever felt like okay, I know I'm strong, but I'm also can be have moments of where I feel like I need to. Yeah, like, yeah. You know I think I mean? that's where I, I didn't mind people calling me strong probably the first year, second year, third year, fourth year even. But now I feel like sometimes I'm like. I'm strong, but I'm a human and I cry and I'm sad sometimes. And I feel like I'm okay with that now. Whereas I don't know if I was okay. I wanted to be strong before. Like, yeah, I like, I like that title. Now it's more like, stop calling me strong. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just normal. Um, I might be handling it in a way that you think is, yeah, it is, it is hard. It hurts. Like, I think I'm more honest yeah. about how I feel now rather than being like every post or every quote is like, oh sunshine it's kind of like no it's really hard and that's it 
Yeah. Like, yeah, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, no, it's true, and especially like when you have things like social media, because you it's like one big echo chamber. Oh yeah, everyone's everyone posts stuff means that they're good, but sometimes nah, man. Like yeah, you might post sunshine on Monday, Tuesday. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm it's rain. It's today. It's, it's rain. Rain. <laughs> you know I mean? and rainbows. Exactly. Yeah, but I feel like my post before was all like it's hard today, but tomorrow it's better. Like it was all like that kind of thing, and it. Yeah, but then something, no, it's just, I'm sad, man. I'm just yeah, sad. Right. Like, oh, and I don't, I used to feel way when people would be like, oh, it's okay, things all, but now I'm just like, yeah, I'll take it, thanks, thank you. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe be at tomorrow, but today, it's hard, so. Yeah, trust me, and I think, like, there's, there's strength in, like, just being, um, of course, like, you people share what they want to share on, on, you know, social media and stuff, but I feel like, for me personally, even just through the, like, the podcast, like, it was always, we always tend to share just, want to be transparent about just our journey like what like you know what we're feeling not not for like you know oh you know you know you really have it just just to be yeah just be be open and I remember um because I'm on I must have put a post on my personal page and the Instagram page when it was six years to my to my mom passed away and I was just saying like yeah just like you know I'm I'm fine but it feels weird I feel I felt weird that I'm that I'm doing okay like, I don't know, because every year it comes and I'm like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to feel this day. It's going to be hard. Like, last year was a bit difficult. This year, I, I was cool. I didn't I didn't even, like, I was, yeah, I was fine. I was just literally like any other day. But I think a part of me kind of felt like, yo, should I be sad? And mm. and I feel like, you know, I, I know that I'm more than my grief. and I, But sometimes one thing I kind of, I, I do get fearful of, I don't want to just feel like, Oh, I'm like, oh, he's he's always complaining all the time. He's always kind of, but it's it's not that. But it's just like when I I just like to express, you know, the grief and express certain things. And I feel like you know, realizing like okay, I'm more than just my grief. But even though like, because sometimes when you when you kind of um talk about something a lot, it, it can, like people kind of think okay, that's all you are. That's that's all there is to you. But no, it's not yeah. that. Like, yeah, like trust me, like, as much as I'm, I'm still me. But of course, like. There's a part of me that you know that isn't that wants to kind of share this message and but at the same time I have to kind of communicate that I'm more than that you know I'm not to say that people see me as just that but I think that it's just like a, like a thing so, in the back of your mind yeah yeah exactly so I'm, I'm always kind of mindful of that but yeah like it's that's some, that's that's the weather in my grief literally like one day anniversary I can I can be cool another anniversary I could I could really be going through it um you know and who knows in next year how, how it's going to be or the following year but it's just it's up and down you know you know what i mean that's that's what happens like and you know there'll never be a day where, where I, I don't stop i don't talk about my mom like she's always gonna i think about her every day do you know what i mean so it's just about yeah learning to deal with it in the in the best way um the best way that i can you know i understand completely um i think I think I'm. The, I feel like yeah. I used to think grief maybe there's an end, there's a stop, but there's not. So this kind of is always gonna be up and down. I think some days I'm. Some days I'm like yeah, like I don't know. I'm like she's there. She's probably watching me, and I'm all happy and smiles. And then there's other days where I'm like I just wish she was here. I just need her advice, or I need to ask her this question, or I want to know more about her childhood, or ask her something I didn't get to ask her, or. But yeah, I've just realized that grief isn't really a straight line. It's not really linear. It's just mm. all different feelings and emotions. And I guess I've come to say again. I think when you mention that grief, it's not a straight line. It's like it goes around, you yeah. know, 
kind of going in different directions. So. Yes, li- literally that. So I think I've come to terms with that now. And as much as I feel like I've obviously come to terms with my mum's death, um, yeah, it's just different days, different moments, different feelings. And I'm, I allow myself to feel it. I don't, I don't, before I thought like I'd be like, no, you have to get up and get going. And I'm like, no, no. Today I just feel like laying in my bed and crying. And it's all right because I'm grieving. And I'm just, I just think, yeah, I've got to that point now where it's not, I don't think it consumes me, but it's just, I, I live with grief because I've lost someone that was very important to me. So, mm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's the best way. And, you know, um, like, I, like what I said earlier, like I feel like when we first started this, you know, wanted to talk to a lot of people who've kind of been through, but also people who are vocal about their grief, because that kind of, it's kind of encouragement because oh you know this person's talking about so therefore like I feel like we can do and you know it's it's not so much a thing where like we need to be ashamed about this like listen people are you know um like living in with their grief but look what they're doing with it you know similarly when we when we um when we met uh, Mark uh, Mark Mark Lemon like you know when I when we had him on and shared his story I was like yo that's that's mad like literally like that's so traumatic and even though like we can't understand what he's gone through like yeah he's lost a parent as well but it's like but it's under the circumstances he's lost a parent and it's like but yeah look what he's doing he's still managing to you know like have the the podcast write about it and you know even just go as far as trying to teach children about grief and I feel like you need that's 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 inspiring man you know what I mean so it is it is and like you know one put they say that obviously like baby's born a person dies like people are grieving every day so saying that oh when are you going to stop talking about it it's like when you're going to stop talking about children being born it doesn't it's not a thing there's always someone that wants to hear it there's always someone that needs to hear it maybe the same people don't need to hear it over and over again or they don't they don't want to hear it but there's always someone that needs this and I feel like you see yeah, it's 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 the best thing for someone. That's how I feel. I feel like having someone else share what they're going through is the best thing. For and I, like I said, it was, it would have been the best thing for me when I needed it. Cause I did I needed it. I was like much, it was too much. And I wanted someone just to say, I understand. I felt like I couldn't find it necessarily, but yeah. So I'm so glad that you are doing this and helping others and also just yeah, sharing your stories and truth of what you've gone through. Yeah, definitely. Now we appreciate, it. and like I said, we we appreciate we always every guest we have on, we're very like appreciative of you know you like giving us your time and just and again as as much as it all brings for like I said, I know it's still a difficult thing to probably kind of like recount and and discuss again. So we definitely um, appreciate that. But I was just gonna say like just as we're rounding up, as if there's anything you wanna like plug or share, whether it's grief related or anything you know you just feel like you want people to know about. Um. Nothing to plug. <laughs> um, no, nothing to plug. Um, but yeah, just maybe uh, just telling people, if anyone who's going through grief that, you know, you just go through it. And every day might, some days may feel really bad. Some days may feel okay. And that's okay. It's okay. However you're feeling is okay. Anyone I speak to, that a friend recently that lost one of their parents, no, lost the second parent. So they just lost their dad. And it's just the same thing in terms of like, it's okay to feel, it's okay to feel, don't feel like you have to put on this brave face, or you have to be strong, 
because that's what I always hear a lot of like I've got to be strong you just got to be how you're feeling and it's absolutely fine so I think that's all I would probably say to end with yeah no that's great man that's great like we've Cassandra we've appreciated this um like yeah I don't know like, like I don't know I feel like when we talk to people about grief it always feels like a um like a good conversation although it's, it's not it's not a nice topic but yeah no it just feels good to always hear someone else and like like oh this is like we can keep doing this thing through conversation we can keep sharing like it, it just helps us you know so we, we appreciate you coming on man no thank you so much for having me honestly um but yeah but ben i don't know if anything you want to round up with or you know, I'll probably say take small steps of your, as you're dealing with grief, because obviously um, you don't want to rush through the, the process. It's only, um, it's a lifelong journey. So you're going to, um, it's important to just um, seek support and um, look mental health, exercise, and mm-hmm. just be around the right people that know how to deal with grief. So, yeah, so, yeah, man, I think that's, that concludes things. I think it's been a good chat. Um, I just hope that all of those people listening and watching can just get a lot from what you've said in your story as well. And, yeah, like, yeah, there's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no right or wrong way for grief in it. It's not, it's not like a linear thing. So that's one thing people need to be mindful of. Like, just do you in your, like, take it one step at a time and don't feel bad if you feel like you're still even after x amount of years because it doesn't end so everyone's been watching thank you for listening guys subscribe to us on youtube apple Podcasts, spotify google podcast amazon music and yeah that's about it thanks guys thank you guys been a, been a pleasure so Bye-bye.